welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf. This is the podcast where we go through every single one of the released Telltale episodic narrative video games. And I'm, of course, and as always, joined by Dustin Jackson. Hey, Dustin. Hello, Mitchell. I'm the masked vigilante here to stamp out the crime of playing every Telltale game ever made. Ooh, okay. And mine is like ice powers. <laughs> yeah, that you know what? That's good. That's a good yeah. one. I should have gone with that. <laughs> so between the two of us, we can, I think, cover a lot of ground. Yeah, you know what? I'll be the guy who wears the mask and you'll have the ice and we have we can like knock out anything. Yeah, I love how some how some <laughs> superheroes are really uh like Moon Knight, right? You, you, do you know about Moon Knight at all? Um not not like a ton. I I'm not really a superhero guy. So we're off to a good start with this episode. Moon Knight is a Marvel guy and he his whole thing is that um he's been blessed by powers from like an ancient egyptian god or hasn't and because he's got a a bevy not just one but a bevy of uh various mental health issues that prohibit him from seeing reality correctly he doesn't even know himself if that's real but uh he seems to be doing superhero stuff regardless um, mm. And, you know, using all of that stuff, he uh, leans into a lot of interesting things to say about the human psyche and mental health and uh, the, the concept of consciousness in general. And then, uh, like, the human torch is a guy that is fire. <laughs> That's true. He can, like, be a, be fire. Yeah, so... There's there's a lot of there's a lot of range within the world of superheroes, and no superhero is more range in himself among that spectrum along that spectrum than Batman, the Batted Man, the B- Dirk Batman, Dirk Batman, uh, Dirk Batman, and his Telltale series episode one, Realm <laughs> of Shadows, was released on August second. 2016 written by and i've got a lot of names here zach keller patrick kevin day shannon ingles nicole uh nicole martinez and james windler directed by kent muddle or kent moodle and design we've heard of we've heard that name we've right heard a good amount of these names uh and designed by chris hawkabout mark darren emily garrison michael kirkbride and luke malding that's a good assortment of names you just said. Yeah, and we recognize Mark Darren. We recognize Chris Hawkabout, yeah. uh, Michael Kirkbride for sure. Hawkabout is such a good name. Hawkabout, yeah, it continues to be great. We still love it. <laughs> um, top of the top of the episode, I ask you. Top of the episode, you like it? I liked it. Here's here's so here's my thing. I said before that I am not a super huge superhero guy. And and that's true, but that doesn't mean I I don't like any of them. I've I've dabbled in a Batman or two in my day, um, and I like that this is well. Well, one thing I like about Batman in general is you can do so many different takes. Like even if they're pretty close to one another, like yeah. even this Telltale one, it's 
so far, anyway, you're not getting anything that doesn't feel like Batman, but it's still Telltale's Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's some different takes on characters, even if they're not, like, wildly crazy out the window. But, um, yeah, I, I just like seeing different ways characters can be reinterpreted. And, um, yeah, I, I, I like Batman. I like Telltale's Batman. I thought this episode... It's a little, it's like a pinch on the dry side, but there's some very cool stuff in it too. Like, like it's very, it's not like Tales from the Borderlands where you're just, it's just this crazy fucking explosion of style and crazy shit going on. It, it's pretty low key. Yeah. Um, But I think it, they do some cool stuff with that. Like, there's a lot of... It's it's not just, oh, beating up criminals. There's, like, actual detective work in it that I thought was really uh, cool, since you don't get that super often with Batman video games. I think especially coming right off of CSI, the way <laughs> this detective work shook out was so relieving and fresh yeah. <laughs> and uh, really clever in general. We'll talk more about it. Yeah. Um, mm. there, there's... This is probably the most and really only comes up a few times but it it feels like the most gameplay driven of the walking dead style telltale games it's definitely yeah. still a choose your own adventure kind of watchable game experience right um, but there's a couple but- moments where you have to do some detective-ish detective work yeah i like that i i thought it was uh i thought it was neat yeah, especially because uh, of all the Batman stuff that we've gotten in the last, like, 40 years, the fact that he is a detective very uncommonly brought up. Yeah, it, it's, uh, they even start this game out by bringing up the old uh, detective comics. Yeah, yeah, they do. They, uh, they have a cool, you know, I think, I think Marvel's kind of trivialized this style of intro now, where it's the, right. the collage of comics that condense into a logo but um for 2016 no never mind they were they were definitely doing it already <laughs> i was right, gonna, give, I... gonna give them some benefit of like early timing <laughs> but it was not early right i i, I just like that it kind of ties into oh this isn't just going to be a straightforward beat em up batman action game you're you're doing some actual detective stuff in here and not just that but a lot more focus on the bruce wayne side of the coin of like batman is still a huge presence but mm-hmm. and, and and forgive me if i'm wrong i haven't played i've played like barely any other batman games i haven't even played those like arkham ones but uh it, it feels like that side of batman does not come up very often in batman video games yeah uh in the arkham games i think there's like moments where you can bruce out for a moment but <laughs> it's definitely more batman oriented you're you're flying through streets and you're uh you know pummeling gangsters in suit i really hope i get to just bruce out i think i really want to bruce out I'm looking forward to really brucing out. <laughs> um, I think I was struck by, and this this might be a combination of factors here. This might be the fact that we just played CSI. Uh, and before that, we played Game of Thrones, which 
is not very long before this game came out, only like a year and a half or so. Right. If that. But um, Game of Thrones has been like untouched that whole time, didn't get any kind of remaster. I'm playing the Shadows edition of Batman, the Telltale series, by the way. We'll talk more about what that means. But right. um, this looked really, really high-end to me. Uh, the most a Telltale game ever has. Nice. By a lot. Did they, did that come out like, a? did it just come out with the Shadows Edition or was that like an update? Oh, no, no. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that then. Uh, okay. So the Shadows Edition is a change to the game. Okay, I don't, I don't know 100% if this is why this happened, but when Neo Telltale formed, so after the fall of Telltale, um... They got the license for Batman the Telltale series again. And they reissued both uh, both seasons as Shadow Edition. So okay. they can sell it. Right. Um, okay. it, it might not have been required for them to sell it. They, could, they possibly could have just sold the old version. I don't know. Um, but like when it came back to market, because everything was down for a little while. And then like half the stuff was brought back up later. Uh, mm-hmm. This this is one of the games, by the way, folks at home, that you can just go out and buy on anything. I think it's even on Switch. Um, like yeah, it's just on all the consoles. Right. Um, so the the Shadows Edition is a product of Neo Telltale. Actually, it might be their first product. That sounds right. It might currently be their only product. Actually, <laughs> um, I mean they're selling the old games, but this is the first thing that was. Um, developed newly under their under their wing. Right. Uh, it, that's interesting that you say it looks very high-end uh, because I'm playing it on just the regular classic mode mm-hmm. and and I, got, I gotta say it doesn't look bad. It, it looks like good. It looks fine. But there's like certain parts where I'm like, oh, that's, that's weird. And I think it's the way things are shaded. Do you remember when they're talking to the the two old people at uh, the party? The, okay, the I actually did make a mental note of that. Those old people looked pretty crusty. <laughs> yeah, I okay, so they did in uh, the Shadows Edition too? Yeah, but to me, they felt like an aberration. Like, the rest of the game didn't look like that. Yeah, it, it just kind of threw me off. Especially yeah. since you see them so early. But like, the, I think the, that's weird, the weird shading on them. On, like, their mouths and stuff. I was like, whoa, when did, did this game come out in 2008? But no, the, the rest of the game looks fine. That sounded very mean coming out of my mouth. But the rest of the game looked totally fine and good. So, uh, if you've been following our Walking Dead episodes, you might be familiar with us talking about Graphic Black. This is a a similar kind of thing where it's a change to, like, the overall shaders affecting everything in the game. Um, to to look a little bit more comic booky, but yeah, and, well, well, graphic black is to make it look more comic booky. This does not look more comic booky. Uh, yeah, this is a um, noir movie now with shadows. It's black and white. Yeah. Uh, so we've already gone into our feelings on uh, graphic black on Walking Dead. I personally feel like it does a little more harm than good, at least with these earlier seasons. Same. But with this, 
this is like a whole different look. To me, this isn't like ruining what's there. It's just like a different flavor. And I think that is like, I didn't play it on it, but I've seen video. I've seen screenshots. And I do think it's cool to have that choice to just go with whatever style you prefer. Yeah, so... Because it, it's just so radically different. With Walking Dead, it just feels like you are just dropping, like, a weird shader on top and just kind of ruining some stuff. Here, it's just, like, a totally different look. It's very, um... It, it's very, very stylish and purposeful. It seems very purposeful. Yeah. There are a few colors <laughs> in the game. <laughs> I actually wrote down all instances of colors <laughs> uh, which is a, a small enough list that i can i'll just go through it really quick blood okay. is bright red <laughs> so you know you'll have like a a very dark environment where everything is just uh black and white and then batman will punch someone in the face and the bright red blood will come out and it looks very striking right um, fe- feels a little bit when that happens like mad world the the wii game uh-huh yeah um, all lights illuminate the color that they are. So, like, there's an Ooh. exit sign in some buildings with, like, neon green lettering with, for the word exit. And that exit will be green. Uh, but everything around it is is black and white. Do you, do you think that that's a good choice? Because when you say that, to me, it sounds like something that could go either way. I'd, I'd have to see it for myself. But you think that works? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the risk that you run when you do black and white but some things aren't is that every single thing that isn't is going to draw your attention a lot and right. with blood and a couple of the other things i'm going to talk about th- yeah i mean that makes sense that that's yeah. a striking thing to exist in the scene so it should be very attention grabbing with like the exit sign yeah it kind of doesn't you know you don't need that to be that distracting i i have a cynical you know, pessimistic kind of theory, which is that the way the game was uh, developed, those uh, those neon lights in the world were kind of like separate from the regular lighting engine of everything else. They were producing their own light. So okay. when they made... This is just a theory. It's just speculation. When they made the Shadows version, they kind of did like a universal applier to everything in the game uh but like it couldn't touch light producers themselves right that's my that's my theory i could see that uh, because otherwise like yeah i don't know why you would just have like neon street lights although i i think it looks very cool but from like a game design perspective yeah i don't need to know what that exit sign is especially because that was not a place that i was actually exploring it was just sort of in uh, a, like a narrative scene right you you never need to know where the exit is yeah i usually. didn't i didn't have the option to use it so <laughs> uh well as long as it looks good i feel like that's that's all that really matters just because i've seen how easily you can ruin it with the walking dead one sure. so like I, I I know I'm probably not going to need to use that exit door, but as long as it doesn't distract from the rest of the scene. Uh, two, three, three high. There's only three more instances of color uh, <laughs> and they are significant. Oswald's tie. Ooh, bright yellow. 
Interesting. Don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mean, even notice his tie was yellow. <laughs> I I had to. <laughs> you were forced to know. You know that more than most of the episode. And he only wore it at the party at the beginning of the episode. You see him again later in the episode. He's not wearing the tie and he doesn't have any kind of color flare in that same way. Right. Um. And then every instance of bat tech. Uh, at the beginning of the game, there's a very, I think, kind of silly customization <laughs> option, it, personally. But I, I love it. I love when you get silly customization options like this yeah, that it, weirdly don't matter. Yeah, just something just for fun to be like, hey, what color do you want it to be? What color did you go with, Mitchell? Uh, yeah, so you, you turn on like the lights in the bat suit or the bat computer or the bat cave, just like... The, the, any instance of Wayne tech or, or bat tech glows whatever color you choose. And you're given the options of blue, red, yellow, and purple. And I chose red. I thought it would be cool with the black on, with a black and white, and then just splashes of red in That there. makes sense. Uh, I thought that would look striking. And it, it did. Awesome. What, what That's did you good. choose? So I almost went with yellow just because I associate Batman with like black and yellow. Oh, okay, yeah. Like like an older like the Tim Burton kind of Yeah. Um Batman. Exactly. Um but I decided to go with blue just because I felt like it was a little nicer on the eyes. Like a a lot of they had a lot of yellow on yellow if mm-hmm. I chose the yellow. So I was like, I I I feel like that could get a little old. So I went with the blue. And uh, it does look nice. I think it works. I was tempted to go with blue because it affects computer screens. And I think just those hollow, like the holographic computer screens in the Batcave do look best in blue. Yeah, that's probably part of why I picked it as well. I also remember Uh, the first time I played this and I, I, uh, I have played the first three episodes of this at the time this came out. I remember I picked purple, so I just didn't do that um just to see a different thing purple's an interesting choice that's not necessarily a color i associate with batman like ever um you know it was it was cool though um like on the bat suit itself it looks cool when your eyes glow purple or when you've got like purple accents coming out Um, right but in the in the black and white, I think purple's a little dull, so you you want a brighter color, right? To yeah, represent that. Yeah, I I think for what you're doing, red was the right choice. Um, so the only other thing that was colored in the shadows version, and this is, I, it is colored the color based on your bat tech, but I'm separating this because it's significant enough. The the car. The, the you you Bruce's mean when car. it's. Oh, that's uh no, no, because uh, uh, sorry. Uh no, because it was red for me as well. Oh, okay. I thought that was because I chose red. No, I think it's just a red car. Okay, it's just a red car when it's Bruce's car, but it is the Batmobile and it uh chameleon-like changes into a dark car as like the jets come out and it yeah. Optimus primes a little bit into the Batmobile. I thought that was cool. Like I, yeah. I don't, I haven't seen every Batman thing out there. In fact, I've seen very few. But I, I don't think I've seen that, like exactly that done before. So what I'll say is just um, this version of Batman, this tone 
feels very grounded in the Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns. Or Dark Knight right. Rises is the name of that movie. Now, I always say Returns. That's not what it's called. Um, <laughs> and between those three movies, like that's what the base game felt like a lot. But this, just this color filter, I think does a huge amount in making it feel like its own uh, like Citizen Kane era black and white noir movie. Right. It, yeah, that's well. That's cool. It's really cool. Um yeah, I'm going to continue playing in Shadows mode for at least this season. And I'm I'm into it. I'm I'm liking that a lot. The vibes are immaculate. It did freak me out when I exited the game and saw the, my bright sky blue computer screen background. Um just for the first time in 2 hours I saw color. That was <laughs> That was I don't a, remember a big deal. <laughs> this. I don't remember life outside of this game. Yeah, because my my computer screen background. I should uh, I should send it to you. You can. Okay. Uh, this this is good pod because no one else is gonna see this. It's <laughs> uh, gonna be great. Yeah, you just have to imagine what this looked like after seeing a uh, black and white image for two hours. <laughs> I've just <laughs> sent it to you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> it's very bright, right? That's a lot of blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I won't elaborate on what the background is. <laughs> it's a picture of a dog in a lobster costume looking over <laughs> a different or the same picture of a dog in a lobster costume uh, set against a cloudy sky. That is what it is. And it's uh, bright and it hurt my eyes. <laughs> so uh, that is one danger of the Shadows edition. But other than that, I, I like what they did a lot. It seems just very thoughtful. Whereas Graphic Black... Um, like, the shadows does not turn anything in the background into like only black, right? Uh, where graphic black takes a lot of the non-principal environment information and just coats it all in one solid color, and yeah. I, that was a lot to deal with, and uh, I think minimized some of the work that the environmental artists put into the game so totally agreed and, and yeah. i feel like some shots with it actually do look very nice but i just feel like i don't know if the pros outweigh the cons necessarily yeah and i'm sure there are still some texture artists who worked at telltale on the original game who look at the shadows edition and they're like dude i worked so hard on those colors uh, <laughs> but you know i think on the whole this works for the game Graphic Black worked against it. Right. I, I, I agree with you. I went with the regular colors just because I wanted to just experience it normally. But if I ever replay it, and I might, I'll uh, I'll go with the, the shadows. That is a, a wild thing for you to say. You're going to replay a Telltale game? Well, I mean, there's plenty of Telltale We've got so many still. So. We've got... Right. Well, I don't mean like anytime soon. But okay, I mean like okay. in, in the future, if... Uh, you know, like, I'll totally replay, like, all the Sam and Max games, all, like, Monkey Island, obviously, uh, Tales from the Borderlands. If I end up liking this season, I'm sure I'll play it again. Based on this one episode, how do you, do you think it's up there with those other ones that you just not, said? Not quite yet, but I did think it was very solid. Like I said, I felt like it was it was a little dry for my taste. and But not to say they did it bad or anything, but it's just, like... It, it's starting you out a little slow, is what I imagine. Mm. Like, I, I don't know. I This is as far as I know for Batman the Telltale so far. But, um, 
I for what this episode was, I think they did a good job. They had interesting stuff in there. Yeah, there's um we'll we'll get into the story proper, but there's a lot of things right. in this episode that hinted at some aspects of the Batman story that were be t- they were being taken more literal and more seriously than have been taken before. For example, um in a lot of different Batman stories, and, and Dustin, I don't know if you've like seen all the movies, or, or at least most, like over fifty percent of the movies, or, or what your experience is there. Um, but in a lot of them, you've got Harvey Dent, right? Uh, District Attorney Harvey Dent, who, if you know, he turns into Two Face at some point oh. in the lore. Oh, I know. Uh, he's clearly not Two Face yet, but. Um, He's the district attorney already, and he's running for mayor in this game. And the things they do with Harvey Dent seem very grounded. Like, I don't know if he'll even be two-faced in this series. Maybe that's like, <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm like uh, being naive there. But it does <laughs> seem like they're kind of just setting him up. Like, he's here to be a politician because that story is interesting right now. And right. uh, I'm excited to see what they do there. That is cool for me. I think this is this is my favorite Telltale game we've played at least since Tales from the Borderlands. Um, and has the potential to be higher for me. Depending um, on how it goes. I think I think I'm there too. It's 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 hard for me to say because you've played more of this than I have. But um just remembering what all we played since Tales. Yeah, and I actually liked Game of Thrones, and I know you didn't. So, we, you know, there's some <laughs> differing opinions there. Um, I, yeah. I think I think I have the potential to land there as well. But part of it just might be because, even though I'm not, like, the world's biggest Batman fan, I like what I've seen well. I, I like... I think Batman's, like, good, usually. So... Like, I, I have more of an interest in this than probably anything since Tales from the Borderlands, at least. Yeah, because I know I was higher on Game of Thrones than you, and I think you were higher on The Wolf Among Us than me. Um, right. I, I think I was also a little higher on uh, Minecraft than you were, I I think. Probably, I, well, a, I think, yeah, probably a little. I think, I think... I think we mainly had the main thoughts, but I think I maybe was a little more positive. But I think... I I would wager that I will probably end up liking this more than game than uh Minecraft. I what I would say about Minecraft is that I think the second half of the season and I think we said as much when we were covering it is if you rem- if you consider it its own season it would be one of the seasons I say is good. Yeah. And the yeah, first same. half is probably below that mark. Yeah, um, and I I, I, I don't say think... that about it. Yeah, I don't think the first half is, like, awful. I don't even think it's that bad. It's just not super interesting. But then they ramp up what makes it more interesting. But Yeah, and then similarly, to me, I don't think the second half is, like, excellent either. It's not um, at the tier of uh, The Walking Dead or Tales from the Borderlands. It's just, right. like, pretty good. And uh, yeah. between... I, I think it's a very solid... They're probably very close, where, like, the, the first half is... Um, among the better ones 
of the ones I didn't really gravitate toward. And then the second half is among the worst ones of the ones I did. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that... I guess that it's a compliment. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, we play a hundred. I, I know what you games. mean. To be the best one is actually going to be a huge achievement because right. it's a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a ton of them. One yeah, of I, the, I, have you ever thought about it in these terms? One of the episodes that we play and we might have already played it is going to be the best out of the 140 that we play. The absolute best of the entire run of Telltale. Yeah. I, I couldn't even, I, I, I kind of have some inklings where I would land for that, uh-huh. but uh, who, who knows at the end of the day? Yeah, there's a few, there's a few that like immediately come to mind. Yeah, I would say for, for me personally, I'd do like episode two of Sam and Max season three, episode five of Tales of Monkey Island. Uh, it's hard for me to pick a single episode of The Walking Dead because I just think it works so well as just one I would say narrative. one or five of The Walking Dead. Um, and yeah, I, I was actually about to say episode two of season three of Sam and Max and episode five of Monkey Island as well. So, wow. Uh, yeah, those are good. Um, episode one of Tales from the Borderland was yeah. very good. Agreed. That might be it for me, actually, which is episode crazy one of Tales. Yeah, because that, that it, I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, in in a in a lineup that has Sam and Max, Homestar Runner, uh, Monkey Island, I pick a Borderlands game. Like that's to <laughs> to, to uh, just knowing the person that I am myself. That's wild. Um, it's crazy. But I, it's a, you know. It sold itself on me. That's a great yeah. single episode. It's a great season, but I think um, of the season, the first is is very solidly the best episode. Def- definitely. Yeah. Um, this episode is probably not within those, uh, you know, highest of echelons, but I do like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a good time with it. Um, a lot of good character establishment. I'm I'm really hoping that and I'm I'm not that worried about this but um since it's their own take on Batman I'm hoping that we won't get caught in the same trap that like Game of Thrones did where they just can't do like anything interesting with like any of the characters. Oh, uh, it, I'm sure that I'm sure that won't apply here. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 totally its own Batman yeah. thing. They they have free reign to do with them what they want. I think Batman is interesting because it was created, I guess not on purpose, because it wasn't this way until like 20 years after the fact, but it was developed internally at DC with the intention to turn it into a real life myth in like the, in the way that myths are repurposable and transfigurable and adaptable to any time period. Uh, this is a Batman that texts on the phone, but it, the story is still a like 1940s noir style of story. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's it, cool. I like it, that. And you you have yeah. like all sorts of different takes on Batman. You have ones where he's in Japan. You have ones mm-hmm. that uh, skew closer to the Adam West era. It's great. It's very adaptable to just whatever you want to do with it. Yeah, and I don't think it goes as far as, like, the the he's in Japan scenario, because right. uh, I don't think any of the 
details of this contradict any of the lore, but like where they go with their own direction. For example, uh, and I, I think this is probably the biggest divergence, Oswald Cobblepot. I was I was just I was thinking exactly him. Yeah, yeah, that's the penguin. Um, yeah, but in this game, he is the same age as Bruce Wayne, and they're both like younger than I usually see Bruce Wayne being. They're like early thirties, maybe. Yeah, um, and I, think. I don't I don't know if they've ever done this in any other Batman story, but uh, he and Oswald uh, used to be very good friends. They used to be very close. Maybe even young, like late twenties. They're young. I think I, I think I read in the codex, and it might have just been for Harvey Dent. I think it said like twenty five. Whoa! Yeah, that's that's so. Imagine being that at twenty five. Yeah, I mean, I'm twenty eight. So that's I'm. I could be Batman. You could if you wanted. All that's stopping me is a crazy high amount of money. (laughs) <laughs> uh <laughs> that that is a big one yeah it is a big a big sum of money that i would need but i could do it or i could if, just if get wanted. like a slightly better apartment that's true <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice also <laughs> yeah batman should have considered getting a slightly nicer place um i think he can't find one i think he has the <laughs> nicest house in the, the entire world shit i got the best one yeah now what (laughs) i'm stuck here i better punch thugs (laughs) (laughs) it'll take my mind off of having the best house ever made (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think they they say at one point it's been two decades 20 years since uh oswald and bruce have seen each other and they used to know each other as grade school kids so that would be like around 10 years old or, you know, between, I guess anywhere between five and 18. Yeah. Uh, but somewhere between five and 18, let's take the, the middle the and call of, it 13, add 20, the picture it's of the, 33 yeah. years old. The picture of them together, they looked pretty young. Yeah, it did seem grade school. Like when people say grade school, I guess that can mean high school because I have numbered grades, but I think of elementary right. school when people say yeah. that. Yeah, that's... I do too. Is that actually, is that like official? Is that what that phrase means? Grades, is grade school just elementary school? I would, I would, I I don't, it's been so long since I've even had to talk about it, but I I would think like grade school is like the first few grades and then you have middle school, then high school. Oh, okay. Um, Google says grade school is defined in North America as a public school, including either the first six or eight grades. Yeah, for me, it so was So that would be like elementary six. school, sometimes middle school. Yeah. Okay, so then let's say let's say 10 uh, was the last time they saw each other, then 20 years is okay. 30. I feel good about saying that. But wait, but you saw 25? I guess that's just what it is then. I, I, might, uh, I might be misremembering. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I could believe that. So 25 to 30 is the range. Yeah. Yeah, that's a young Batman. And um, I guess it makes sense young. because he's he's meeting like uh, Selena Kyle for the first time. Harvey Dent isn't Two-Face yet. I, I, I can believe that this is like early on in the Batman story. 
Yeah, and you you have to wonder, like, is he ever going to have a Robin? Because there's no implications that he's had a Robin before. Right, uh, this is probably pre-Robin. And he's finding, the whole whole premise of the episode, to jump ahead a bit, is he's finding out from Falcone, who's always, like in, in every Batman story, he's just the face of organized crime like mob boss stuff in gotham Uh, he finds out from falcone that his parents did dealings with falcone oh oh a low blow what a twist yeah i uh i remembered this twist because i think the first time i played through this episode that genuinely affected me that was like a it kind of takes a lot (laughs) for telltale uh, story twist to, to get to me anymore because I've seen a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. Saying Thomas Wayne was an organized crime member, like a mafia member. Right. That felt bad. Yeah, I don't like it. I I mean, I, but I like I, it. I like it, yeah. I, I, like, I like it as a narrative like choice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I was sad about it. Especially because you find this out because Falcone has a picture, a photograph of what looks like the crime family of 35-ish years ago or something, in that picture is Alfred, same age as now. <laughs> he did not age. <laughs> uh, is Alfred. And Alfred uh, has been like your buddy the whole episode. And now apparently he's been keeping things from you? He's been p- p- hiding things behind your back? Come on, Alfred. Come on, Alfred. Come on. Are you mad at Alfred? I'm mad at Alfred a little bit. Um I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna wait and see. I, I wanna I wanna see if he has good reasons for it. Yeah. Um I'll I'll hear him out. I'll hear the old man out. I will say I'm about at the end of my memory of this game. At this you don't, one, you don't at, remember what happened point. in episodes two and three? I remember a set piece. I remember a specific okay. thing. I won't say what it is, but um I remember a set piece. I remember an action sequence. I remember a character twist not involving Bruce himself. But everything Ooh. else, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna relearn, and I'm sure I'll be reminded as I go into it. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's an interesting take uh, yeah. for for Thomas Wayne. I don't think I've seen that in in too many other things. Although there's a lot of Batman stuff I have not seen. Yeah, same. Um, I haven't seen Gotham. Uh, I haven't seen the Robert Pattinson newest one. We were just talking about that before we got on the recording. Yeah. I mean, most of my Batman experience comes from the animated ones. And even then, I haven't seen, like, all of them. The animated series? Yeah, like the original animated series. Well, there's been, like, a ton of Batman cartoons. But the one called Batman the Animated Series? Yeah. The just considered one of like the greatest cartoons ever made you know that might be the thing that might be the batman thing that feels the most like this um like this and a little bit of nolan dna in there as well yeah i mean those are two of the ones that a lot of people uh favor um like those ones are usually considered uh very very good yeah yeah definitely i think the dark knight is is uh I'm I'm not gonna surprise anyone by saying this. It's probably my favorite Batman movie. Ooh. Um. Yeah. It's just a really solid movie on its own, without even being a Batman movie first and foremost. And then the animated series is, um, 
I think every year that goes on, more people come back to that and say like, oh, that was actually really good. That was yeah. uh, um, for being like a Saturday morning cartoon style cartoon. That was very, very good. Yeah, uh, my opinion on it is like, I I really don't consider myself someone to like go out of my way and watch a lot of superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Even now, I think of Batman the Animated Series and I'm like, I don't know if I'd choose to watch that over like something that appeals to me more. But I I totally recognize the quality of it. This just in, Dustin prefers Ben 10 to Batman. That's so untrue. You pick <laughs> you pick like the one cartoon that would be wrong about. <laughs> it does it does feel like Ben 10 is Batman-esque in the way I don't know what I'm reaching for, but like some aspect <laughs> of of how they put the show together reaches for Batman the animated series without actually like doing any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> Coming soon, Telltale's Ben 10. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want it, don't say it that loud. Oh, sorry, I'll whisper it into your ear next time. <laughs> uh, one thing I I do like, uh, this is even before the game gets started, is I like the codex. I like how, uh, because they're done a little differently than the past games. We've had them here and there with like, uh, Wolf Among Us, uh, Game of Thrones had it, but here you get it from Bruce's point of view, Bruce's files writing down things about these people, and I feel like that kind of gives it a little more importance because you're getting how he feels about them. Like, he's talking about uh, Harvey Dent, he's he's calling him a a new friend, and uh, I like seeing how, and they evolve throughout the game, like, as you learn more about these characters, he adds more to their files. Like, uh, Oswald, uh, he starts out saying, like, oh, yeah, we knew each other as kids. And then if you read it later, it says, oh, he's planning something. Oh, he's planning something. Yeah, the um, the Catwoman one I thought was interesting because in in Game of Thrones, you get, like, a codec at the very beginning for Lord Forrester, who is not a playable character. But that's, like, the, the freebie you get at the very beginning of the game without even launching an episode. Just yeah. to tell you, like, hey, this is kind of a centerpiece character of what we'll be seeing in the story. Right. And it lists stuff that you couldn't possibly know because you're outside of the story. But with the uh, like the Catwoman codec in this one, it's written from Bruce Wayne's perspective. The player almost definitely knows who Selina Kyle is because that's just like a, a famous character. Um, yeah. But it, from Bruce's perspective, it's just written like, yeah, this is the cat burglar, and she's been seen robbing a few houses, keeping a pretty low profile altogether. Don't know much about her. Wears a cat costume. Wears a cat costume, which is weird to do, I say, in the bat costume. <laughs> <laughs> that's, ju- that's just strange. That's just strange. Why didn't she pick a bat? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so obvious. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got the cat, the bat, and the penguin in this episode. <laughs> That's a that's a whole zoo. Yeah, but mo okay. So the Catwoman is in the very beginning of this episode. Like um, the intro set piece is there's a bunch of mercs breaking into the the mayor's place, and uh-huh. I think they're there just as a distraction for Catwoman to get into the mayor's office and steal like a hard drive. Right. Um. 
I don't, I can't, I don't know or remember if those mercs, I guess they were sent by the same people. I guess they were, right? Them and Catwoman. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because you see those same mercs later. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because Catwoman uh, will later say, hey, I really need that hard drive because there's some people that are going to show up uh, at the docks. And Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be there. And then it was the mercs. So I guess they are from the same people. Uh, So that's like one rogues gallery villain at the very beginning. And then the whole time you're dealing with Harvey Dent, who you know might be Two-Face later, uh, or or might just stay Harvey Dent, who's to say? I, I, I don't know. It, it, it really could go either way. I could see them wanting to focus more just on, like, the political level of Gotham, and then right. that would make sense to keep Harvey as Harvey. Right. I don't, I don't think they would keep him Harvey forever, but I could totally see that being like a... We'll keep him Harvey for now, and that could be like a season two thing or something. Yeah, there is a this season two. This is me two, just speaking so. with, with no knowledge on it. Yeah, and uh, I I have no I have no knowledge about like what actually happens in season two, but just from the marketing of it, I know that it's very Joker centric, right? Uh, yeah, because Joker is just on on like all the box art stuff, and I don't remember Joker showing up. So I I maybe Joker's not even in this season. Some um, good restraint, like not e- not going with like the absolute biggest. W- w- do you think you would say that the Joker is maybe like the biggest villain of all time? I think Darth Vader is probably oh, it, right. I, I'm just speaking like yeah. strictly for like superhero stuff. Sure, yeah. I mean, the the Joker's the only one that gets their own movie. I guess Harley Quinn got yeah. one. Harley Quinn got one. Um, but like Harley right. Quinn is an accessory character to the Joker. So, exactly. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. So interesting that they choose to hold off on him. I, I think it's a good call, but yeah, mm-hmm. kind a little surprising. Yeah. I think nowadays you've got some Marvel characters who probably put up a good argument like Loki and Thanos, but, right. um, their recency bias there. You know, everyone, my mom knows who the Joker is. My mom does not know who Thanos is. And I think part of it comes from Batman just having so many interpretations, and they usually involve the Joker. So even even though, like, Thanos is the new hotness for the Marvel movies, that's, like, a Thanos that's big. Joker, like, transcends any version of Batman. Yeah, and bats and clowns are natural fishing rivals as well. So that's that's true. So it just makes sense. Yeah, it just you makes get, you sense. get it when you see it. I've always thought about that. Like, why? OK, why is the bat's biggest rival a clown? Like, <laughs> I I honestly just think it just worked out that way. Like they yeah, they yeah. they made the Joker not as like, oh, man, he and the in Batman are going to be like total adversaries or you can't have one without the other i think he just started off as just some jack off who became batman's villain well i, I think i think characters like catwoman and the penguin as animal based like predators of some sort <laughs> make more sense to be like the rival to batman and they're kind of setting up oswald cobblepot to be the the foil to bruce wayne right. in this story so I think Telltale's making it right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in <laughs> the wild, a, clowns the clown, and man. bats will actually struggle for fishing salmon rights. So, 
yeah, it, it's it's up to you to decide who deserves it more. <laughs> okay, so in in the story, even so far, you've got Catwoman, you've got um, Two Face, you've got the Penguin, Penguin, and none of them are the bad guy yet. Yeah, they they're just setting stuff up, which might be one of the reasons why it feels a little dry like i i don't want to use that as to say it's bad or anything because what they do here is great but i feel like i'm and this is on me i'm expecting the big shots like the big super villains i i don't normally if if i'm talking about like best batman villains i think carmine falcone is not one that comes to mind and i i think in defense of the game uh he's clearly a stand in he's a pawn for something right, bigger right yeah um because you you find this horrific um wreckage at the docks when you go there and there's a bunch of dead cops and dead uh mercenaries and like their guts are ripped out there's been an explosion there, there there's one that's like only guts there's one that is only guts his entire body was blown off <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have his body on dude what if i cut your body off would you hate that? I'm going to cut your entire body <laughs> off. <laughs> the only way to make losing 96% of your body feel better is to lose 100% of your body and just be the body. <laughs> um, a- anyway, there, there was a, a particular <laughs> I, I, Hold on. Bef- before you go on, uh-huh. I'm, ju- I'm just picturing Batman going up to... <laughs> to the pile of intestines <laughs> left on the ground and saying it's too late to do anything for him. His entire body was cut off. <laughs> it's too late to save these intestines. <laughs> Just missed him. <laughs> <laughs> Better luck next time. Uh, <laughs> there was one cop who was frenzied into a psychosis and like scratched some other guy's face off. Right. Uh, and you're you're coming here way after the scene. You weren't there for any of this. Uh you're you're like just detectiving it together again. And uh at the end of the episode you have Falcone and you can question him and I guess depending on how you do it the questioning you can find out that he says like look, I am trying to smuggle those chemicals, but someone's trying to set me up cuz that legit wasn't me. And I you know Yeah, they he's, beat him to the punch. He's uh the kind of person that would lie, but you can tell in this uh, situation, he's telling the truth. Yeah, th- this isn't necessarily something he would lie about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the chemical that causes a psychosis in people, to me, that rings of Scarecrow. Ooh, uh, I'd be down for that. I like Scarecrow. I think Scarecrow is like a just a cool concept for a villain. Yeah, Scarecrow is a really cool concept for a villain, and uh, was weirdly the main villain of the first Nolan movie. I I, I don't think that's it, it's just a, a weird specific Batman villain to pick for headlining yeah. a movie. Um, but yeah, like if if Scarecrow is involved, or like maybe his chemical supplier is involved here. Um, mm-hmm. that would, that would make sense with the psychosis of the cop trying to claw the guy's eyes out or, or, or whatever. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. If if that's where this is going, then cool. I'm down for some scare. I feel like Scarecrow's whole, whole deal is something you can get a lot out of in a video game. Yeah, so that's... Okay, uh, to recap, Two-Face is here, Catwoman's here, Penguin's here, possibly Scarecrow, Falcone's here, and Thomas Wayne might have been crooked. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're finding out now that Thomas Wayne might have been um, something of... A, uh, a black market money launderer. And that's how he yeah. set up his wealth. Which really affects Bruce Wayne. I like this. I've never seen a Bruce Wayne that has to seriously reckon with the fact that he has money. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I feel like, to me anyway, Bruce Wayne in general is usually never, like, super that interesting to me. But this is, like, the first time where I'm like, oh, no, I care about what's, like, going on with this guy. I, I want to see. I like that they're kind of balancing out. You get to be Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, also, Vicky Vale is here. Yeah. Uh, and, and Commissioner Gordon is here. So really just, like, a, a huge slew of Batman characters all at once. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like overwhelming. It's it's not like uh, it's not like Game of Thrones where it, when they in the fr- that first episode they were just piling on more and more characters, and I was like, oh, d- this is a lot. I'm not gonna be able to keep all these all these people straight. And and I did. It wasn't that big a deal. But here I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's Commissioner Gordon. And I think it's because you have that familiarity with other Batman things. You're like, oh no, I just like I I know this. I got this. Yeah, uh, I think that, I I think that maybe it's just top of mind for me, so maybe this isn't actually a comparison, Um, but it feels a lot like Zelda, where, you know, you can have, uh, every Zelda game has a different Link, a different Zelda, possibly a different villain, Uh, but there's so much cultural shorthand of, you know Link is going to save Zelda from Ganon, uh, that like... The story really only has to do the extra stuff, the detail filling in that people really like a lot. It doesn't have to focus on things like, okay, so what exactly makes Zelda a good person and Ganondorf a bad person? It, it's uh, it's shorthand, you know. It's uh, yeah, you know, Oswald Cobblepot is um, as the Penguin, sort of like the dark side of Wayne Enterprises. He's a very financially well-to-do businessman, except in, not in this, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah. But but you still like have an idea of who he is. Like even though it is a different take on the Penguin, mm-hmm. there's enough there where you're like, oh yeah, I I know kind of who this guy is, even if they're doing different stuff with it. So it it's never like overwhelming. It's not like you're meeting these characters for the first time. I think the funniest aspect of the Penguin in this game is that Oswald has a thick Cockney accent and they (laughs) reveal he grew up in Gotham (laughs) with Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So his accent's just sort of like, oh, it's just like a thing he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) He's just doing it for fun. Yeah. Um. So the, the the helpful characters, Alfred, Vicky Vale, Gordon, what do you think of those? Um, I really like Bruce and Alfred's chemistry, and I feel like that's something that they usually get pretty right mm-hmm. in Batman things. But um one thing 
that struck me was I like that this Bruce Wayne isn't just like a totally humorless sourpuss of a man. Like he has his demons he's fighting with, but he kind of yucks it up with Alfred a little bit. Yeah, the the thing that Alfred, well, I guess that's up to you, the player, right? Because there are some some ruder, colder takes. You can kind of be whatever Batman you want to be. Right. I I brought this up before just from remembering it, and I I purposely avoided it this time, which feels a little bit like metagaming. But there was a there was a dialogue option at the party at the very beginning where um, I believe it's where Harvey Dent is finished up with his speech and then he gestures to uh, to Bruce and says, and the man of the hour, thank you for inviting us to your house, Bruce. Say hi, Bruce. Uh, at that moment, this time I said, hi, Bruce, and everyone I laughed. said that too. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but another option is, uh, it's just listed on like the bottom of the screen as, uh, enjoy the wine, it's expensive. And the first time I played the game, I read that and I thought, oh, that's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek, but still like a little bit of a dick move. That That's a fun Bruce Wayne characterization. Right. So I picked it. And what Bruce actually says is, enjoy the wine. It costs more than what you make in a year. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, Telltale. I didn't little, agree to that. That's so little much too, more little than too I far on, Yeah, a little too far on the dick side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's always... I want to say what the button prompts say exactly. Don't make me do some <laughs> other shit that I'm not accountable for. <laughs> Don't fool me into this. Yeah, you know what? That I think that's a that's a straight up and down complaint with this style. Never make me say like more than what the button prompts say. <laughs> if it changes the feeling, never do that. Yeah, that's rude. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with them saying more than it says there. If it's if it's still the general impression of it, but if well, you I'm, like I'm fine totally with it being more if it's meaning. like the second sentence. But don't change yeah. what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I avoided doing that this time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, another thing I avoided, uh, you can choose how violent your Batman is. You know, most Batmans don't kill. Um, There's been some edgier depictions of the characters that do, but um, Batman definitely can break an arm if he wants to just because... And uh, that's your choice. You can choose to do that or not. Did yeah, you break that I'm, guy's arm? I did not break his arm, but this is where they get me with stuff like this, where I'm like, well, I, I don't want to break this guy's arm. It might be better if I don't. But what if yeah. I, I, could, I could get results, like a lot better results for something very important if I do <clears throat> Excuse me again. That's Ooh. a bat sneeze. I was about to say bat sneeze. <laughs> Holy bat sneeze, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> uh yeah i mean but that's kind of the mindset of a of a crooked cop right you're, you're right you're thinking well everything i'm doing is for the greater good of the city i'm patrolling so why shouldn't i take it out on people who do deserve it um, right but like but now you're talking about pro- uh, police brutality yeah exactly and i it, it it's a fine line because 
sometimes it's like, oh, you're going over the line for something that's not that important. Here, it's like, these are very dangerous chemicals that, uh, well, you can see the results right in front of you. Uh, look at the intestines over there. If you can't get this guy to talk, people could be very dead, like a lot of people, very fast. So it is something like, uh, okay, I, I, sorry, man, I gotta break your arm. <laughs> this, I, I gotta do this real fast. I didn't, but like, it really did make me think. Like, I don't have the time to fuck around with you, Mister. Yeah, Batman. Um, on on a politics level, has always been very interesting because there's ways to do the story where you're kind of taking it from a, a, a historically more liberal or progressive perspective where you're saying Batman exists because police officers and police departments can't not be corrupt. So the people are now policing themselves. But I think it's just so much easier to look at. And maybe the game is heading in this direction of like interrogating this feeling. It's easier to look at the idea of Batman and to realize that his superpower People say his superpower is money. That's not true. His superpower is that he's a cop that is not on the hook for completely brutalizing anyone. That's his superpower. That's some of the most conservative (laughs) bullshit ever, right? (laughs) Like, man, I wish the cops were just allowed to punch more. (laughs) That's what Batman is. That's what they're missing. Uh, And he's allowed to do it because of money. So that really... That's that's where the money comes in. It's allowing him to have the superpower of police brutality. Right. Um and this is a this is a young Bruce Wayne, I think because he's he's grappling with this. Um just like the Nolan movies Batman, there's this running thread sort of in the background of I want to elect Harvey Dent because I want to stop having to be Batman. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the city is purely unsafe enough for people to live. So I have to do this, at least in his mind, he, he feels this way. Um, but he sees Harvey Dent as a real way out for the city. Um, and like at the end of this episode, you can tell how beat up he is about the fact of like, dude, all my money is uh, like all of my wealth. I, I grew up thinking that, Thomas and Martha Wayne were such good people, but now I'm finding out they were just mobsters. Uh, I have to reckon with the fact that my money's black money. I don't want that. Uh, hey, yeah, so ew. I I feel that by the end of the season, we'll see Batman go through like a personal evaluation of like, man, is it okay for me to even do this? Uh, a very reluctant Batman. But still, right. a, a, like, an obsessive Batman. And Alfred, that's the relationship with Alfred that I think is a little... It's a little played out to me, the Alfred relationship in this game. Okay. Because um, he, he keeps saying... Like, Alfred's big thing throughout this whole game is just saying, Bruce, you don't have to go. You could, you could just stay here and enjoy the night. Do you, we could eat crackers. Does the city need Batman more than you need Batman, Bruce? You could just not. <laughs> you could just not. It would be so easy. I hate to see you get punched, Bruce. 
<laughs> you should have been Alfred. <laughs> well, I so that's Alfred in everything, right? Like the Alfred is a little more one note than I think the rest of Batman is. Batman's pretty versatile. You can do a lot of different kinds of Batman stories. Alfred is almost always like, "Please don't throw your life away like your parents are also dead." <laughs> 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 I, I, man, I really wish we would get a Batman that's written like that. <laughs> and Batman, like just stumbling over their words, saying stuff wrong. Uh, I mean, my favorite actor who's ever portrayed the character is uh, our our friend Matt Corna. <laughs> Matt Corna is is a British Batman, and he's fantastic. He's right, so good. And every time, every time he dresses up as Batman and walks down his neighborhood as Batman. <laughs> um, so maybe, maybe that's the kind of Alfred Matt Corn as Batman needs. Just the one that says, "I hope you don't like your parents die like in those way this in the same way." Your your parents died, and I hope I I kind of hope you don't do. <laughs> <laughs> to, to go back to the actual game though i mean i think that's annoying just this guy right, i get you bruce wayne clearly doesn't want to be batman but like there's shit going on that's forcing his hand and then there's this other guy in his house that's like you don't have to and like <laughs> the player and bruce equally know like dude yes i do like <laughs> there's, there's Are you stuff gonna going do on yeah who's who's doing this <laughs> You put on the costume, Alfred. You think I can stay home and eat crackers all day? Yeah, it's this its this form of storytelling that I think is uh, common to Batman stories and, and superhero stories at large where uh, the having to be a hero is treated like an addiction. Right. So they can tell it a little bit like an addiction story, but I've just never bought it because it always feels more important to just go and do it. Just, right like, to go do the... out and do the shit that you need to do. Yeah, like it. It. It's not super interesting to me that they feel like they like have to do it for for that specific reason. Like a character wants to do it because they believe in upholding the law and stopping all these uh, wacky zany criminals. That's that's all I need. I don't need them to be like no, but I need to do Batman. Yeah, and like. I mean, if it's written that way, then that's what the character is because it's written that way. But I've just been responding to all of Alfred's urges for me to not go out and like risk my life and try too hard with little quips that are like, dude, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, it clearly needs to be done and I'm fine. Back off. Yeah, do not even trip. Do not even trip. The piece of glass in my back is so small. <laughs> everyone's had that yeah do you know how many glass i've had in this back <laughs> um so <laughs> uh what else do we want to talk about this episode uh two 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 you got anything um i really like that scene where he meets selena kyle for the first time and they just like yeah immediately know 
who the other is because like he sees uh the markings around her eye she sees the claw marks on his face <laughs> yeah she's and... got a black eye and, and bruce wayne goes hmm, i did punch a woman really hard <laughs> <laughs> they, they're just both like <laughs> it, it it's like almost comedic how it's just like oh these two just like immediately know and just are not saying it yeah in this uh, in, in this universe, Selena Kyle is Harvey Dent's girlfriend. Uh, I, I didn't get any more. That, that's how I took it. Yeah, it, it seems like an early relationship, but they're right. they're dating in some way. I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't think I've seen Catwoman. I don't think I have either. Before. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. I I think it's a neat, interesting little difference. Yeah, but uh, Harvey Dent clearly does not know about Catwoman. He just knows about yeah. Selena Kyle. Um, yeah, Batman has a lot of like shitty friends or friends who yeah. will become <laughs> shitty. Uh, yeah, Harvey Dent seems great now. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, going I, forward, if there's a choice later in this game to give this man a coin, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you don't. Sorry, man. Look, I you I just can't let you have this. It yeah. seems harmless, but if there's a cutscene where Harvey Dent pulls out a coin and he goes. You know, my grandfather gave me this, and I'm just immediately grabbing it and swallowing it. <laughs> no! <laughs> and swallowing the coin. <laughs> Give me that! <laughs> uh, oh, uh, okay, so Vicky Vale, Commissioner Gordon, the two helper people. Vicky right. Vale is a journalist in this, and she's trying, at the beginning of the episode, it feels like gotcha journalism, where she's like snuck into your campaign party for Harvey Dent. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a fundraiser. You can tell that like not everyone at the party is yet completely sold on Harvey Dent, um, but it's it's doing work. Uh, and she's yeah. she's like trying to sneak in there and get get a quote on uh, from Bruce Wayne specifically, which I think is why it didn't work out for her in that juncture, uh, because yeah. she didn't come for Harvey; she came for Bruce, and that that was offensive to them. <laughs> the very idea the very idea of going to a, a fun i mean i i agree of going to a campaign fundraiser for a guy and that guy is standing right there in front of you and you could talk to him about that but then you just want to talk to the rich guy because he's rich yeah, like yeah I that's want to talk to this rich guy over here it's a little offensive i i uh i i empathize with <laughs> bruce wayne and harvey dent's feelings about that First question for you, Mr. Wayne. Uh, can, can I have some money? Can I have some? <laughs> you, ha- you have like a lot, and I don't. Can I ask why? Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, because I'm using it for illegal things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess it, it would look bad to say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh Later on through the episode, you kind of get the sense that she is much more like a by-the-books, seeker-of-truth type of journalist. Um, And you start to realize you can trust her a little bit. And you also feel that way about Commissioner Gordon, who uh, has routinely stopped the cops from shooting at you. Yeah. Uh, Like, the cops will show up, and there seems to be some sort of arrest out for Batman. Like, the cops are not cool with Batman being around. Um, but this yes, is still, like, early cops... days for the for Batman, so the cops are not, like, on his side yet. 
Right, which makes sense, but boy, that one that just like shoots Batman in the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's fighting with Catwoman, and the cops show up, and Gordon's like leading the charge, and he says, "Don't shoot!" And you get like a minute of fighting with Catwoman, and then one guy just like, "I got bored. I'm shooting." <laughs> <laughs> and and Commissioner Gordon is just like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I see you don't shoot. I told you don't shoot. <laughs> uh. Yeah, why did it was weird, right? Because it was like a full minute after he said that, and then he's just like, "I'm taking the shot." <laughs> maybe, maybe he just wanted to be the guy who took down Batman. Uh, yeah, but by the end of the episode, you actually get the sense that, like, within the span of this episode, the cops have turned on your side. Uh, are you sure about that? Because For me? the cops. For me, the cops shot the shit out of me when I was trying to leave. Oh, yeah. You know, that did happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. So did you did you arrest or brutalize Falcone? I just arrested him. You know, I, I don't want to be the kind of Batman that brutalizes people. I, I like that the choice is there because I, I think having the choice of being like more by the books and merciful or just being a total uh brutalizing machine i think that works a lot for the character of batman but Mm -hmm. i i don't want to that's not the kind of batman i want to make but i think it's very cool that you can choose to do it yeah like the ben affleck batman and batman v superman that guy will just cut off an arm it does not does not seem to care yeah he'll laugh yeah because he's been batman for like 50 years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and he's he's bored of it already yeah i want to chop up some arms now i think this guy this bruce wayne is um you don't get the sense that he's that new at batman he's not like this is not an origin story at all um, yeah but he is maybe in the process of establishing himself in the city maybe like two years or so doing it because uh there was someone at the party who was talking about and now all this news about this masked guy who goes around our city. So that feels that feels topical still. Yeah, it, it feels like he's been at it for a while, but not so much that like everyone's on his side. Like people are still wary of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, Gordon like routinely is on your side and will hear you out and will take information from you and uh, has a link established with you so you can tell him things as Batman. He doesn't know Bruce Wayne is Batman. Um, but he knows Batman is like a, a generally good person. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that's a, that's a fun relationship. You eventually get a bunch of news. You find a bunch of information, a bunch of evidence that would finally be enough to take down Falcone because Falcone, a lot like Beatrice Salazar from the game CSI (laughs) Fatal Conspiracy, (laughs) Is known to be a massive criminal and, like, mob boss, but they just don't have enough hard evidence, which is another fantastic CSI video game, to take him down. (laughs) Yeah, they say, uh, you could send Falcone to prison and he'll be right out the next day. Yeah, he's got that deadly intent. (laughs) He's got that deadly intent I've heard so much about. Three dimensions of murder. Anyway, uh, he... (laughs) You have the choice to give that evidence to Vicky Vale, and she can just 
take him down right then and there um, by publishing enough information so that the public knows, or you can give it to Gordon and the police can take him down. Yeah. So what did you do? Gave it to Gordon. I also gave it to Gordon. It had me kind of, I really did think about it. Cause like with Vicki Vale, she was saying like, oh yeah, just, uh, so you give her a statement trying to clear up your family mm-hmm. earlier and she was saying like, oh yeah, all the major news outlets have uh, this evidence, but it's flimsy. So I was thinking I could give this to her and it would help kind of clear the way name a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I gave it to Gordon because it seemed like this shit with Falcone and the, the chemicals, which it turned out to not be him necessarily. Uh, but I figured that was the more important thing to handle, even if it meant the Wayne name was still up in the air. Yeah, so the the whole, like, reason that Bruce Wayne wouldn't publicly, as Bruce Wayne, necessarily be wise to speak about Falcone in any kind of way is because Falcone, at the very beginning of the episode, crashes the party. Well, it doesn't crash. Harvey Dent invites him. Um, yeah. And, and Bruce doesn't know this is happening. He gets mad about that. Uh, but Harvey Dent's thought is just like, hey, man... Yeah, he's a criminal and he's like a bad person. Um, But we're trying to do the right thing. And if Falcone uses his influence to push for this election in my favor, then I'll definitely win. So it's for the greater good. Like that's that's the the uh, the reason for it. And Falcone himself sort of trying to intimidate them says, hey, I can make you mayor or I can definitely make sure you'll never get another elected position again. Um, Right. So I was thinking, if I give this to Vicky Vale, um, who, like, of the two people, I think as an individual, I actually trust more than Gordon at this point. Just this version of her, she seems trustful. Um, mm-hmm. If I give it to Vicky Vale, that doesn't, like, immediately ruin him. And I need him to be immediately ended so that he doesn't have the chance to take, like... um punitive measures against Harvey Dent's campaign because of this information coming out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like if if the cops just go ahead and arrest him and take him down, then he won't have the opportunity to, um, to, to campaign against Harvey Dent in any kind of meaningful way. It'll just be faster. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get better results faster. Yeah, but this is, it's a weird, like, telltale kind of choice, though, because I think that isn't actually going to change at all. What's going to change is just your relationship with those two people. Right. Which which is still important. Yeah, it is still important, and in that way, I, I might have wanted to go more with Vicky than Gordon, but um, I I feel good about going with Gordon, too. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I I also really liked how, um, you know, it's an action game. You're playing as Batman. There's a lot of fights in it. But one of the most, like, tense-filled scenes in the game is this press conference that you give uh, memorializing the opening of a new hospital, a new mental health hospital that's supposed to replace Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And uh, just the, the fact that that is the thing that feels the most suspenseful like in stressful because bruce wayne's just getting texts while he's about to speak 
that feels very grounded in comparison to what you would get out of Batman normally. Uh, in yeah, a way totally. That is, I think kind of cool. Same. Totally yeah. agreed. Because the fight with Falcone is like the climactic end of the episode, but I, I didn't care about that. I don't think Bruce Wayne's going to lose a fight. <laughs> he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Do you think Superman exists in this universe? Um. And the other Justice League weirdos? Um, that's, it's hard to say. I mean, there it's hard to say because there's literally no indication right. <laughs> of, of either way. But, um, I guess I'd be fine with it if they were. Like, I, this is purely oh, getting sure. into hypotheticals. This is purely getting into hypotheticals. But, like, if it, if this ended up, like, bringing in other Justice League members or even doing, like, Telltale's Superman, super, uh, Telltale's the green lantern um i'd be fine with that partially because it is their own takes i would love to see how they like interpret characters from these other series so even if it they did like a big justice league coming together thing you'd be getting like different versions of these characters different versions of these villains uh i think that could be cool yeah it's interesting because uh like the nolan movies have no connection to anything outside of batman proper in right. them and any time that you bring the rest of the Justice League in, Batman feels very weird in that situation because he's not a superhero and there's like actual magic going on. So the idea of being a detective <laughs> trying to figure out like, well, this logically couldn't have happened because there's no phosphorus residue here. I'm thinking like, well, have you considered what if it was actually magic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that That does change the whole dynamic there. Uh, it, it's interesting to because like somehow to make a more real feeling Batman story, you have to go against what the character actually is, which is a like actually in the source material in the same universe as aliens and wizards and stuff <laughs> and, and very supernatural things. Yeah, Batman, we have a Zatanna here with her crazy special magic. You can probably put your little magnifying glass away. Even even just in uh even just within the Batman pantheon, you've got like Poison Ivy who is a plant woman. <laughs> like that's yeah, not real. That's true. That's, that that won't that's show up real. in a, a grounded experience like that, like this Batman. Right. But at the you know what? I wouldn't have it any other. I I think of like a Batman world where it's like just the grounded supervillains and there's no like crazy magic plants or like Clayface or something. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, that's I mean, I get it. It's kind of neat going for a more grounded take, but I like the weird stuff. Yeah, I like I like Clayface. It does kind of feel like you can't have a story about like the ethics of being a good billionaire, which is what this story seems to be about. You can't go that extra depth. You can't really do that exploration and have a sand monster. Like, <laughs> and have a talking shark guy. Right, but at the same time, but I, I do love like the talk. Yeah, I like the talking I want shark guy. The, I want the shark creature, man. Yeah. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's cowardice. <laughs> maybe they should have <laughs> yeah, tried having what? a shark guy. They should have had the shark guy in there. Now I'm picked. What if they did a story like divorced from Batman, but it's like a similar deal where it's a man who 
is uh, dealing with being a billionaire and deciding what kind of man he wants to be, but he's also part shark. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like a BoJack Horseman kind of deal, and BoJack yeah. Horseman does do it well. So that's something to think about, Batman. That's true. Maybe you could have put been the shark guy in next time. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't consider that, did you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then like even the Joker in certain like whenever the Joker shows up in uh, like the Justice League types type stuff, that's a Joker who's basically. His superpower is Bugs Bunny in real life syndrome, where he yeah. can like get run over by a steamroller, even when everything else is so grounded and like Batman's still <laughs> thinking about his dead parents. Joker just can show up and then have a gun that has a little flag that says bang that comes out, but when he aims it at someone, it still makes someone's head explode. That's <laughs> that's the the kind of cartoon stuff that Joker can do. And then when when Joker's in like a grounded Batman that's just Batman and, and no Superman and no Green Lantern, uh, that kind of like the movie Joker is the, one of the most depressing movies of all time. Uh, that's just a guy who needs help. That's just right. a guy who's like upset about some stuff. You know what's so interesting to me? Th- this is going like a little off topic, but. Uh, so a friend of mine was playing an episode of Batman the Animated Series the other day, and I I don't know if this was meant to be, like, Joker's origin story in that world or not, but it was so baffling to me, because, so we were talking about how Joker's, like, one of the most well-known, like, probably the biggest supervillain of all time in terms of, like, superhero stories. Yeah. And this is considered one of the best superhero cartoons ever ever made and the episode i had had the joker's backstory be that he's just some asshole who lost a comedy competition yeah like he just he he kidnapped the judges of the comedy competition because they didn't think he was funny and he was just some regular asshole who didn't matter now he's the fucking joker and he's going to kill you with uh funny joke hahas well i don't i don't know if you've seen the movie joker but that's that too that's also that guy's origin story but of course like it's a live action movie that takes itself a lot more seriously and gives itself time to develop the reason why losing a comedy competition would like just ruin a person who only lives for that yeah that totally works for something like that but it's really baffling in batman the animated animated series which does have poison ivy and clayface and the like in it but also the joker is just like he's just a wacky villain he's he's just like oh i'm here to tell jokes and rob a bank Mm -hmm. uh and like he'll like blow up gotham harbor or whatever like he is a villain who should be taken seriously but he's still like a villain who's played for laughs in that show at the same time he's like mojo jojo yeah but um it's just crazy to me that one of the most highly praised cartoons with one of the most important villains of all time. His story is that he was just some loser who lost a comedy competition and now he's the Joker. You, unless it's specifically that take, like the Joker movie, you're not going to get that from like a regular Batman thing with that. That's just like a traditional Batman story with a traditional Joker. Yeah. And I'll I'll say that like the Joker movie is not, I I don't love it personally, but I still right. think that the you can certainly say that it earns 
a guy becoming the Joker. That's what the movie yeah. is about. It it takes the 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 time to do it. I I uh, maybe this is a hot take, but I think the falls in acid version of the Joker origin story that is sometimes used. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that. I I really don't like that Ooh. one. How come? So I, I'm not like the biggest fan of it either, but it never like bothered me or I, I just kind of accepted it, I guess. But well, you have some pretty strong feelings about it, it sounds. Well, yeah. So like the uh, the Tim Burton's The Batman movie has mm-hmm. the Joker fall into uh, like he's sort of a put upon, uh, I guess, a like a businessman. Um, right. And falls into the, the vat of acid and then just comes out and he's the joker and that's that's like more schlocky 80s superhero style something than 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 anything just falls into a vat of the thing and uh now he's insane and tells jokes like that's that's the (laughs) it it made him really funny it made him it did make him really funny uh (laughs) but like yeah that's i i'd rather Especially if it's a, a character like the Joker, where I think the the point of having... This really is going off tangent, because the Joker, remember, he's not in this game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think if you're having a character that's based on, um, you know, on unfortunate misconceptions, I would say, of mental right. health issues, having that just come from a physical interaction minimizes the whole deal. And I, I think that... Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight. There's a reason people really gravitate toward it. And I think the mysteriousness of like, he's unhinged for sure in that he doesn't have a sense of uh, like a moral compass or anything. But he's still logically thinking through what he wants to happen. It just doesn't make any sense that he wants it. Um, Right. That that feels like a much more... um, I I mean, it's certainly much more grounded, but even just relatable and understandable uh, version of the Joker origin story of like, you can't know it. It won't make sense to you if you hear it even. So don't ask. Um, <laughs> don't even bother. Don't even ask. <laughs> uh, without going the whole kind of like depression pornography feeling of the movie, the Joker. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think it depends on the interpretation, too. Like, if you're doing a schlocky Batman, then you can totally have a schlocky Joker. I don't mind, like, oh, Joker fell in acid, now he's a funny clown. Yeah, but I mean, like, like just like having jokey. one... <laughs> if he bombs on stage once, and then <laughs> just, like, in that moment, like steam comes out of his ears and his face turns all red and then all white and he's like stop being mean and then shoots up the place that's still very schlocky but it's still like coming from a place of oh like that's the reason it's like it's it's psychic it's it's a guy who was beaten down that just feels more right to me than chemical (laughs) just the acid thing that's nothing to me like any any, in the amazing spider-man 2 electro falls into a vat of electric eels and gets electricity <laughs> powers. And that movie came out within the last 10 years. That's that's true. Like that that one sucks. <laughs> I guess there is just the the a... uh like Spider-Man got bit by a spider and now has spider powers. So I guess there's that and I don't really care about that. So maybe I'm being unfair. Well, here's a question for you. What if they did both in something? Like let's say 
uh, Joker bombs on stage and it really gets to him. He's really having these mental issues. He tries to kill himself by throwing himself in the vat of acid, but that kind of uh, has the Joker effect, but it it uh, it really brings those qualities that were already there. It, it just emphasizes them more. It really plays up who he is, but those seeds were already planted. Uh, would you buy that? Well, I kind of think that's what they were hinting at with Jared Leto's Joker a little bit. And, you know, Jared Leto, mm. that guy, not my fave. <laughs> but I do right. I do like the idea that, like, the acid is just a disfiguring acid. But it was right. the process of... He, he also is an acid-falling-in-Joker origin guy. Um, <laughs> and he also pushes Harvey Qu- uh, Harley Quinn in there. Uh, right. So that's why she does it. It has, the, like, the white skin whiter skin as well um like he was he was already ready to break and this was just like such a traumatic thing to happen to his body that he gave into the psychic torment it's what puts him over the edge yeah but it's it's just it's just like a painful acid that does discolor his skin and hurts him but that's it the thing that drove him wild just just a wild and crazy guy (laughs) Is just the life that he was living before that. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I, I'd be, I'm cool with that. Um, that's maybe the nicest thing you can say about Jared Leto Joker, though. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's that's the reason he pushes Harley Quinn in there as well. Like, it's not, it doesn't alter you to make you you wild and insane because she was already getting that way because she was with the Joker. It, exactly. It's just like a traumatic experience that he felt she should experience. Right. It it, it kind of cements it rather than causes it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like it's it, it might be entirely irrelevant to it. It's just um, right. it's it's just a, a wild thing to happen to a wild guy. <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah. Um, Boy, that that really did get off track from the episode. But I th- I think it's interesting just talking about Batman in a general sense along the way. Yeah, and there's that one comic strip. Uh, it was an official comic strip, and I think it was the first, if I'm not mistaken, uh, origin story for the Joker, even though they didn't really pursue it at all. Where, like, kind of as a joke, it's uh, shown that Alfred dresses up as the Joker every night to give Bruce <laughs> something to do. <laughs> Ah, uh, he's going out again. Guess I better put the costume on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think you know <laughs> that that's, would... that's kind of silly. That could be fun. Yeah, that's a that's an angle you sh- you could do for your video game. Yeah, good. Could make it awkward. <laughs> Why not? Uh, okay, should we talk about what's actually in the game anymore, or are, are we circling because we're about to head into our segments? I think we we talked about it enough. You get oh no, one thing I liked that we did was uh, the stuff with the drone. Oh yeah, oh, oh, and also the detective work. We didn't actually talk yeah. about that. Yeah, that's that's important. We should talk about it. Okay, talk about it. Okay, so uh, yeah, you weren't the... ready to do it, even though you suggested it. <laughs> right, I was counting on <laughs> you to do the heavy lifting. Mm-mm, not in, um, not in my podcast. So you're told to go down to the docks because you stole that drive from Selena. So she's like, look, you, I, I, you're not going to give this back to me though. Just do this for me. Then you meet them at the dock. Here's the address. Go do it. I was supposed to meet them 15 minutes ago. So go do it right now. You man, mm-hmm. um, you get there and boy, is it a shit show. 
We talked about the intestines. Yeah, we, we did but, talk uh, about this scene. Just the mechanics yeah, of it. Right. I, I thought this was cool how you kind of have to uh, clue things together. And it wasn't, like, difficult or anything. Like, it's pretty, like, obvious what you're supposed to connect with what. Because, mm-hmm. like, you can't... Well, some I did get tripped up once. There was one part where Batman's like, hmm, actually, I don't think that's how it would have happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, there's a, there's a bullet funny. hole where it looks like there's a bullet that melted through the metal somehow. Right. And then somewhere else, there's a body where it looks like uh, it, it was a policeman's body, and it looks like his head burned up from the inside, uh, which this... is some really Walking Dead-style gruesome behavior. Right. It kind of made me laugh, though, because when you go to click on it, it says, Burnt Head, Examine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the name of the object in-game is Burnt Head. Burnt Head. <laughs> uh, I guess burnt I'll head. examine the Burnt Head. <laughs> yeah that was his name before. I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder what's gonna happen to him in the future i said uh so the, like you progress through the scene by linking the head that was burned from the inside to the bullet hole that looked like it melted through the metal and then batman will sort of put those together like oh they were using some sort of bullet that uh heats up upon impact yeah. and you find you find more about the scene by linking these little pieces of evidence. And it was hard for me not to think about like, wow, this is very efficient. And, you know, it, it's it's fake and not how de- real detective work is done. But it does make me wonder if this was CSI and we just had to like draw a line between. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a single CSI case. <laughs> <laughs> just did we just did it earlier this week it wasn't even a full week ago (laughs) yeah how take take the one with the guy who fell on the cactuses yeah the guy the guy that fell on the cactuses you could like link the the fact that he's on the cactuses to the blood on the railing above and say like oh there was blood up here so he didn't fall he was pushed onto the cactuses without having to go to the lab and just internalize that because some of those things are very visually obvious, but we had to go to the lab just to just to you gotta do it. Make sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. And then the drone yeah. that that was a different scene later on in, in uh, Falcone's having it looks like an office party or something. Yeah, um, I this was interesting because it is like you're doing the exact same thing. You're linking things together, but instead of just uh, linking evidence to guess how it went down uh you're putting together a plan to take out his uh mafia goons yeah there's like four guards who with uh metal detection you can tell all have guns and you're you're like writing the plan ahead of time for am i gonna throw when i walk in the place am i gonna throw this guy into the stairs or am i gonna throw him onto a statue and depending (laughs) on how you do it uh you can get out of there basically injury free if you planned it well enough yeah which which i did but boy the way you described it makes me think of batman just going okay so if i do this mm, nah i shouldn't do it like that oh but what if i oh yeah that's good yeah and a lot of the a lot of the uh like options you have are like hmm if i do it this way he'll definitely die (laughs) i could slam his head into the table 
<laughs> I could throw him off the balcony <laughs> of this <laughs> yeah, 70 I, foot building. I I do like having a Batman that doesn't kill. So I tried to avoid anything yeah. that would go against that. Uh, but like I said, it's cool that you can just choose to play this Batman as brutal as you want. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think that I've made, I've tipped my hand about my political leanings on this show before. And uh, maybe my feelings on the police in general, uh, but right. like my, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, my, my, you know, the version of Batman that is a fantasy to me is like, he can just figure out more. He has more access to truth yeah. than anyone just because he can, um, nowadays with smartphones being as powerful than, as, uh, as they are, this is kind of trivialized, but before the idea that someone could read dna while standing there at the place and not having to go to like a giant machine was what made someone like batman very uh very exciting he's got so many little gadgets on that belt that all do different things that your phone just does instantly (laughs) now so everyone's everyone's a batman (laughs) yeah i can just load up the batarang app it's fine i will that's just throwing your phone (laughs) (laughs) got him yeah (laughs) that's yeah that's so many of these gadgets are are like um like 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 a camera you know (laughs) a compass a rock to throw (laughs) yeah anyone can do it bro you're not special uh there was there was a, a 1950s batman where he had like a pocket calculator on the belt <laughs> it's like wow that's crazy and he could instantly do these these really complex calculations and robin was astounded <laughs> holy numbers batman um okay so yeah i think it's uh time to jump into the segments then right i agree let's do that you want to start with weekly guy this time Let's start with Weekly Guy this time. That's always the first one I write down in my notes. Uh, I think I usually write down Golden Moment, Choice Cut, Weekly Guy in that order, but I say them in whatever order. Right. That's a good way to keep our audience on their toes. Yeah. I wanted, I'll I'll say who I didn't choose first. I really wanted my Weekly Guy to be Oswald. um, Because (laughs) Oswald has a funny voice and I think is just kind of a fun character. Uh, Yeah. I... I I was misremembering a little bit uh I like how compelling he was. I think I blew it up in my memory a little bit because on this playthrough I was not particularly impressed with the characterization of Oswald. Okay. I I I like him enough that I want to see what he's up to, but yeah, it's it's not like he's a major presence in this episode. Yeah, I I want to give him weekly guy later. When he earns it. Okay. When and if he earns it. I don't remember if he will. I don't know. Keep that in mind, Oswald. Work uh, a little harder next time. But I, I wrote down for realsies, uh, I, I wrote down Gordon. Okay, cool. That That's a good pick. Yeah. I thought Gordon's characterization was pretty, um, not not clever or twisty or anything, but it was just a like a really solid characterization of of this guy who's like beholden to certain rules wants to get the job done um 
written just written really true to character just up and down a good presentation of the character also really liked harvey dent i i thought that he was a um really good at what he was doing too but uh i i did side with gordon in the end yeah i i think gordon's an interesting character um have you ever seen that uh harley quinn show on hbo max i've seen like one episode of it okay uh so commissioner gordon's in that and i i feel like he's too jokey in it well that show is like a like a parody right kind of like it it, it's it it is very jokey it's a more comedy based batman show which is totally fine but i feel like usually the characters are still pretty like in sync with who they are like batman doesn't come across as like oh this is like a totally pathetic uh parody of who batman is Mm -hmm. um you still buy him as batman Commissioner Gordon's the only one where I'm like, oh, no, this is just turning him into a goof. This is making him like his whole thing is like he's very pathetic. He's a drunk and he's Mr. Oh, roll your eyes at him because he's bad at his job and he sucks. And he says doofy, funny things. Hmm. And normally I I like that show a lot. I think that show is actually very good. Uh, But he's maybe like the one character I don't buy in it. And I, I do like him in this because he's just like a a guy who's doing his job but he's like a good guy like you can tell he he does seriously want what's best and like he'll he's he'll listen to you as batman but he also just he won't just let bruce off the hook for any of this uh and i think that is a good characterization for him yeah um i i think so too uh I wish I I wish I've seen Gotham because I know he's the main character of Gotham. Um, oh, th- interesting. I, I know nothing about Go- Gotham. That's a that's an interesting angle. Yeah, because Gotham takes place during the Thomas Wayne era. So Bruce Wayne's like a little kid. Right. Um, and it's it, it's like a, it, it's Gordon sort of taking on the series from the perspective of like, here's what the police can do without a Batman in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um. And but I I haven't seen that much of it. Shout out to Gotham though because uh, Gotham takes the Joker and splits it into uh, twins, Jeremy and Jerome, I believe their names are. Uh, and uh, those twins are played by Cameron Monaghan. My uh, from I know him from work. Ooh, uh, he, interesting. He plays, he plays California Kestis in the Jedi games. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then he's also the Joker. you know a Joker. Yeah, I him and Mark Hamill. I don't know him. I haven't talked to him. <laughs> I just know him from work. <laughs> uh, but him and Mark Hamill are both Jedi and both Jokers. Ain't that just too nutty? Ain't ain't that just the way the world spins sometimes? Uh, my weekly guy. Yeah, who's your weekly guy? Is is uh Selena Kyle? Yeah, she's just good. because I I thought she was funny and I liked her whole thing with bruce in this episode i i I just like that she's i just like the playful angle with her because like this is a pretty dark world and story i like when things can you know be a little give you a little levity from it and i feel like she does a good job while also having like and like she doesn't feel like a joke character no 
but she's someone you can get jokes from. I love I loved that whole scene with her just talking to Bruce and they're just both kind of like, ah, yeah, I know. I know who you are. Yes, I do. Um, and And yeah, I like that it is just like her starting out like Bruce has no idea. Well, now he does, but like he didn't have any idea who Catwoman was. This was their first meeting. I, I think it kind of goes into, uh, I forget if we were talking about it on the show, if it was, if it was before the show, we were talking about how, uh, with this James Gunn, uh, taking over of the DC movies, you don't need to know everything going into it. And I kind of like that with this, how it, it's not an origin story. You know what happened to Bruce, but you can also, you're also just jumping into it like, okay, I have enough familiarity with these characters that I know who they are, but even if you didn't, it's, like, a totally fine little jumping-on spot. Like, Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. Um, because you, you don't see the origin story of Batman, but you yeah. get this, the feeling that you are getting the origin story of uh, Penguin. You're pre the origin story of Two-Face, and you also don't get the origin story of Catwoman, but you get the idea that maybe you're seeing the origin of Catwoman and Batman's relationship. So you are still at the start of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't need to fill you in on, like, every little detail. That's yeah. cool. Um, I guess at this point, she's not, like, a super interesting character off the bat. But, you know, I just liked her and Bruce's chemistry. I'd love to see her stick around throughout the season. Yeah, it's kind of tropey, but I, I fall for this trope every time of, like... Hey, I I know you're Batman, Bruce Wayne. I'm maybe the only person besides your immediate circle of trust that does know. And I'm just going to make you feel like really awkward about it. <laughs> I think it's funny <laughs> yeah, it's to just me fun. to say stuff that like, you know, is a reference to you being Batman, but you can't talk about it because it would be rude in front of Harvey Dent. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I can see the sweat growing on your brow. Yeah, because he's... Uh, when, when he leaves that dinner with Selena Kyle to go check out the docks, um, he's already wearing a suit and Selena says, make sure you don't forget to change into your suit. And Harvey Dent must be like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> you're, you're, you're so random, babe. <laughs> Why did you say that? He's in a suit already, dummy. <laughs> That's so, you're so silly. Yeah. Well, she's from and out of Bruce town. Is... She doesn't know what suits are. <laughs> don't she'll get it don't worry yeah she's kind of new blood to gotham so she'll acclimate (laughs) back where she's from they call suits like bikinis so (laughs) but then bruce is just like uh yeah yeah yeah. you you too (laughs) yeah i did just tell you while harvey dent was in the other room that i was going to change into another suit for some reason (laughs) okay bye (laughs) i guess that's on me i guess that's what we talked about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like I said, in this world that is a dark uh, superhero world with lots of murders and stuff, it is nice to have something you can laugh at with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, to me, uh, she didn't stand out so much this episode, but uh, I, I want to see more and I i am optimistic about seeing more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what's your golden moment? The lunch with Selena Kyle, actually. That's my golden moment. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I you, did like you know, it. That's <laughs> that's so funny because even though I put her as my uh, weekly guy, it, that is such a good scene. But it wasn't my golden moment I put down. 
just before we stop talking about that moment, that moment looks really cool in the noir filter with, with the. Oh, I can imagine. Just like a cafe setting in that black and white is is really neat. Yeah, that that's. I might look up like a video of it, just just to see how it looks. I mean, if you picture it, it's you could probably just picture it and be exactly right about what it looks like. But it it, it was that's neat. True. That's when that's one of the times it stood out as uh, most interesting. Right. To see. Uh, but what what is what is yours? I just really like the drone stuff near the end where you're planning mm. out how to take these take out these uh these henchmen. Uh I don't think I've done it much like that in Telltale before. No. Like yeah. that and the placing the linking the clues together earlier. Uh I think that's a neat little uh gimmick. I like when Telltale games have like something no matter how basic that kind of puts it it gives it like its own little twist Mm -hmm. like in uh tales from monkey island you could combine the items tales from the borderlands you had like your scanner and i i feel like this is another in that line where it's it's not like difficult it's not like you're struggling to figure out what connects to what but it is just something cool that gives it its own identity and Fitz Batman, you're really planning this stuff out beforehand. Uh, I, I thought it was real neat. I thought it was kind of funny that like <laughs> a Batman power is the ability to plan. <laughs> yeah. Like the, uh, they, they kind of frame time. it in the way that he can plan this out because of all of his technology. But if you think about it, like, oh, wait, I can plan out something, too. That's not <laughs> that's just how I do most things, actually. Yeah, you know what? I could look in there and see there's a lamp above this man. <laughs> but but gamifying it like that was really cool. I, I totally um, get where you're coming from there. That was a good moment. Right, and here's the thing. If it were me up there, I'd probably just be like, fuck, I don't know what to do, and then I'd leave. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't think through I wouldn't be like okay I could bash that guy's head into the table I could use my batarang to knock that lamp down I'd just be like fuck this is too much for I'm going to just I'm sw- like I'm swinging I'm going in yeah. just swinging my arms in a windmill fashion I wouldn't get that I wouldn't get I wouldn't even get that far I'd go home and play video games Yeah I I'd guess like, I guess anytime else I w- <laughs> tried to answer the question what would I do if I was Batman I would go man I wouldn't fight yeah, I'd probably like trip before even getting in. I would I would complain about crime lazily to my friends. That's yeah, my some... approach to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, someone should really do something about that. Yeah, like a like a uh like a mayor. <laughs> yeah, some some sort of bat-themed uh vigilante or something. If I was Batman, I would say the phrase, if I were the criminals, I wouldn't have done it. I, you know what? I would have said, maybe it's not worth it, and then went home and got chips. Uh, so my choice cut is to give the evidence to either Vicky Vale or Gordon. Yeah, I mean, that that one's the biggest one. That one's like, there are choices in the episode, but that's the only one that feels like super huge. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know, because there's a lot of like smaller ones that I thought were actually pretty good. And I had to think about like back whether or not to back up harvey dent at your own expense but yeah i also agree i i picked this one as well oh by the way um i so yeah there there was a one that i really liked at the very beginning of the episode at the party falcone comes in extends his hand to shake it and you have the option to either publicly shake falcone's hand or not and i went with it 
I did shake his hand, but also I, I was too. thinking the whole time, like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. You know what? Maybe I, I'm changing my answer. That's my choice cut. That That is more interesting oh, than okay. where to give the evidence to me. <laughs> okay, it's a good pick. Yeah, I was. that's exactly what I was thinking when I was uh, talking about it. Because it does end up biting you in the ass later. That's on front page newspapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the evidence is the thing that, like, time slows down. And you don't, it's one of the very rare choices in the game that you don't have a timer counting down for. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's played out just before the end of the episode in the same way that, like, um, uh, Carly or Doug in Walking Dead or, uh, like, like, uh, they're, they're not coming to mind right now, but we've seen this a lot, like, big climactic okay make a really hard decision right now oh uh just recently asher or roderick at the end of episode five of game of thrones that that's like maybe a platonically ideal one um where you just need to choose who sacrifices themselves like that's what this was for this episode i think that does bring down this episode one in comparison to other episode ones because like the same thing's happening as a result of it. Falcone's going down. It it Bright. feels like a very low stakes thing to cho- choose which one. Yeah, you know what? I talked myself all the way out of it. I don't even like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you talked me out of it too. But like going into it, I was like, oh shit! I feel like this could have like pretty drastic uh, consequences no matter what I go with. Uh, I I guess it just doesn't because either way you take down Falcone. But my thought was. Oh, if I give it to Vicky, that could clear the way name. That would really benefit me just right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mean, I and think that would be great. we'll see that in future episodes. I think it will have implications. Uh, yeah. Serious ones even. But uh, we're still like, I don't think it's going to hurt my relationship with Vicky that much because I chose this or like make my public image unsalvageable because I didn't give it to Vicky instead of Gordon. Like, I, I, right. I think I can make back those points. Right. I mean, th- I was going into it thinking I was. I, I was thinking going into it thinking there were going to be bigger okay. consequences than there probably would be. So, at the time, I felt strongly about it. But yeah, you talking to me. I think, I I hate to just piggyback off you, but that is the more interesting choice, is shaking his hand. And I I like that whole bit at the party where you kind of had to say like, okay, what's best for Harvey Dent? The whole reason I'm doing this to get him elected, but this could look very bad. Like it, they really make a point to be like, when he reaches his handout, everyone at the party turns their head yeah. to watch. <laughs> and it's uh, it's like in the recap by the newscasters in, in the end of the episode to make sure mm. like, hey, you remember that. Even though I'm looking at my uh, my choice page. It's not listed as one of the five that are listed here. Yeah, but it it does feel like a big choice. Uh, yeah, like the who you give the evidence, whether or not you allow Harvey into the meeting with Falcone, uh, is listed here. Even though that felt that's, a little smaller than the handshake. Yeah, that's that's so weird because the handshake feels like it has bigger consequences. Letting him in the room just feels like a oh well, you know. I, I should. Yeah, the other big, like, time stop uh, choice near the end of the episode was whether to just arrest or to brutalize Falcone. 
And that yeah. that kind of felt the same way to me too. Like it's just going to end up with him being arrested. I'm like the, what that could do is just send messages about who Batman is to the rest of the city, I guess. But yeah. I'm I'm still going to be in charge of that interaction when I get there. So I'm yeah, it just felt it just felt smaller than normal like big critical dramatic choices have sometimes felt in certainly game of thrones certainly walking dead um even tales from the borderlands which is a little less choice driven than the other ones i think but um, yeah still feels that way so th- this, yeah, this felt no, I, less I, choice I, driven i guess that's my my takeaway i didn't realize i thought that until now yeah um you know i guess we'll see how it goes going forward but uh i did think the stuff at the party was very interesting yeah, I, I I think the just um like navigating high society as Bruce Wayne. I'm 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 learning something about myself, which is that I would love a telltale game that is just the uh like Bruce Wayne section of Batman or the Mira Forrester section of, of Game of Thrones where you're just like guys, let's just uh Let's just make some some moves in Washington D.C. That would be—I think that would be a cool <laughs> game. Uh, and I don't—I don't, I don't want to ever do a fight. <laughs> I want no fights to happen, and uh, the stakes are like very central to the characters I have. But it's a—you uh, know—if Kevin Spacey wasn't completely tarnished goods, maybe House of Cards would have been an interesting venue for that idea. Right. I I feel like I'm not quite as into it as you are. Oh, I can tell. I'd, and that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd give it a chance because it, it would be part of the show, part of the podcast. <laughs> you would give it a chance because that is that is what you are signed up for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything they did that skews toward that. I think Game of Thrones is probably what the, the one of the entire library that skews toward that the most. Right. Uh, but even then, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. I mean, like, it, 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 the, the, when the, okay, when the main dialogue, or when the main gameplay interaction of these games is choosing dialogue options, I feel like I want to I do more conversating puzzles where I can really mess stuff up or win based on what I say. Right. Yeah. And I think in a lot of these um a lot of these dialogue options are just kind of like choose how you're going to outfit yourself on the way to a fight. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I something I wanted to bring up that I totally forgot about. Okay. Um wh- what so in the fight scenes mm-hmm. um speaking of which What's with the little Batman logo in the corner of the screen that's filling up? Okay, so I... Th- good question. It reads like a meter. super move meter in a fighting game. And I think it is leading to when you can do um, trigger plus A button on an Xbox controller. Like the okay. the finishing move. You unlock that. Uh, because if you miss the QTEs, I think it, it doesn't fill up and you don't get to do that finishing move okay interesting because i never had a problem doing it so i just assumed that's how 
it was just supposed to go. You know, that may be it, but I think it's also just telling you it's coming up. <laughs> just latching onto some sort of purpose for the Batman meter. Yeah, there's a lot of gameplay things in, in these games that look like other gameplay things where like there's an element of possibility so you could possibly do it or possibly fail um like like the money in uh tales from the borderlands you Mm -hmm. could have enough money to unlock something very special at the end of the game but for the most part um it doesn't really work like real money it works like just uh like a you could have this or not kind of thing yeah um and and i think this super move meter is is probably similar where it doesn't really do the thing that it looks like it's doing <laughs> it's just there for fun look it it's blue be, now it might oh it to me it's red oh think about that <laughs> that's what it's for <laughs> <laughs> to to sometimes be blue and sometimes be red yeah um also i noticed that in the main menu of the game uh uh-huh. there's a button that says see more from telltale and i pressed it and then it said the wolf among us and yeah and no other games <laughs> yeah well what's weird about it is it says uh more games from telltale and wb yeah because i think at, i remember uh i might have i I'm, i think i do remember from when i played it um it's it did have Wolf Among Us, but it also had like Arkham Asylum or not, well, Arkham City, probably. Um, Interesting. And other games like that. So there were there were other Telltale and WB games in there. Okay, I getcha. I getcha. Yeah, I remember. I remember exactly when I played this because I was staying at my uncle's house for about a month and a half for my very last quarter of college because my lease ended just before college ended and i wasn't going to spend another year there uh right. so i moved in with my uncle who lived close enough to the college luckily uh and during that time that was august of 2016 which is the month this came out so i was only able to play one episode and i was like ready to play more episodes um and i think the second episode came out before i moved out of that and i played that too uh, and then I, the reason I didn't finish this season, I think, is probably because I moved during it, so my my life was upset. You know, when when you when you move to a different place, you can't just keep doing the same thing, right? Yeah, you can't play, you can't finish a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that forever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what happened. Yeah, that that's cool. I remember when I first played it too. Yeah, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been Batman the Telltale Series Episode 1, Realm of Shadows. Realm of Shadows. I'm just now thinking about it. I almost never think about these names because we've done over 100 of them. Um, that doesn't feel like the name of this episode, Realm of Shadows. Well, I think we've noticed a few times that episode titles don't always correspond with what happens. Yeah, sometimes it even feels like they get swapped between episodes like they're on the wrong one. Yeah, remember the remember the Game of Thrones episode called the Ice Dragon. Yeah, but that that at least referenced something in the episode a little bit of. You know, it turned guess. out to be a constellation and not a real dragon, even though there are ice dragons in Game of Thrones. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's this. It's just the realm. Of, like, what's the realm? What are you talking about? 
the realm of shadows is uh, the underbelly of Gotham City. But we're not even in the underbelly. Like, look, just <laughs> this is you're an, asking dangerous questions. This is an underbellyless episode. That's <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Some sometimes you just got to accept it. Well, thank you for joining me today, Dustin, and thank you listener for listening we'll be back next week with batman the telltale series episode two have a great summer (laughs) yeah season season one episode two have a great summer